to Lead with Faith. My name is Faith Whatley. I'm the Director of Adult Ministry at Lifeway Christian Resources. This is a podcast for Christian women who find themselves leading. Today we're going to talk to Shannon Cozy. Shannon is an Events Marketing Director for Compassion International, and I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from Shannon today. Hey, Shannon. Hello. Hey, we are so glad that you're here today. I've got Mary Margaret with me. Mary Margaret is an event coordinator at Lifeway, and I think you know Mary Margaret. And um, so I want her to join in this conversation because we both are so passionate about Compassion, uh, the ministry that you work for. So, Shannon, tell everyone what you do. Uh, Give us a good description so we have a really good understanding of your role. Sure thing. Well, hello, Mary Margaret, also. Hi, Shannon. Thanks for having me to talk on your podcast today. I'm excited and also a little terrified, but, oh, you know. That's, you're going to do great. <laughs> that's pretty normal, right? Now, um, so my role with Compassion is that I'm an event marketing director for Compassion International. Um, so we are a nonprofit organization based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, um, but I have the great joy of working from home in Nashville, which means basically I get to work in my pajamas all day long. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but I don't do that because I'm a professional. Um, but so basically what my job is um, is to source and develop new event relationships um, to form partnerships with them with the goal of getting children sponsored at those events. So those events could be um, conferences, conventions, music festivals, camps, um, any kind of gathering in the Christian space that seems like it would be a good fit for us and a you know, good fit um, for the event to have us there. So that's the biggest part of my job. Um, and then when we secure those events, when we get contracts with those events and develop relationships, um, one of my biggest jobs then is to wire the events along with the event organizer. So we kind of look at all the elements and, and the goals that are going on with an event. What's the theme? Who are the speakers? What's the goal that you're trying to reach with that event? And figure out where compassion works best in the mix of that. So we talk about, you know, what day and time and the presentation might be, what video to show, um, who's the speaker going to be to make the best pitch for compassion to that audience, um, just to make sure that the event and compassion feel really comfortable about the presentation we're going to do and that we can all be successful. And then um, in the long term, my goal with this job is basically just to foster relationships. So getting to know the people like, uh, like you, Faith, and Mary Margaret, who are her, one of my partners, um, take you guys overseas to see the impact of our work, introduce you to your sponsored children, um, just so that you can meet them in person and hug them and you can know that what we do is real and that it's really helping people. So for someone who doesn't, has never heard of compassion, it, that would be hard for me to believe, but I do think there's probably people that are listening to tell us exactly what that ministry uh, the vision for that ministry absolutely so in the u.s it typically um, looks like a child sponsorship organization so people can sponsor a child for 38 dollars a month um, and we work in 26 countries around the world so those children are living in those countries and um, you basically are just making a monthly donation and you have a one-on-one relationship with that child. So you can write letters back and forth with them. You can send them small things. You can make extra financial gifts and you can even go visit them if you want to. Um, in the countries we work in, though, on the flip side, we really refer to it more as a child development organization. So our goal is to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. That's our mission. And how we do that is um, we work exclusively through the local church worldwide. So whenever kids go to, quote, unquote, compassion, their compassion program in their country, um, it's a local church on their street corner. It's no more than a 20-minute uh, walk or three kilometers is kind of how we define that. 
Um, so the kids are um, are getting health care, they're getting education, they're learning about Jesus, they're getting nutrition, um, they're getting life skills, and they're getting to celebrate things like birthdays and Christmas and things like that. Um, and we're just doing that all in Jesus' name through the local church worldwide. So Mary Margaret and I both went to Guatemala with you because we have children uh, that we sponsor mm-hmm. in that country. And Mary Margaret, tell everybody a little bit about your child that you sponsor. Absolutely. Um, in 2013, we got to go and, and I sponsor a little girl named Cindy and I had just started sponsoring her before we went on this trip. And so she hadn't even received my first letter yet when I showed up and with a backpack full of goodies for her and her family. And, um, actually because of where we were in Guatemala at the time, we got to meet, I actually got to go to her home and I got to meet her mom and her sister, see where she lived. Um, and just to see, and this was actually my second trip with compassion. I've also been to Kenya and, um, just to see that what they, it's just like she and said what they do on the ground really is real. It really is impacting not just the child, but their family. And so many of the children I've been able to meet through the, the compassion program will tell you that their, their families have come to know Christ and have a relationship with him because of compassion, because of it starting through the program. And so, um, both of the trips that I've been able to go on have just been absolutely life altering and life shaping for me and how I view poverty, how I view the local church and, and its impact that can have in a global sense. And, um, and I just, I love that we're able at Lifeway to partner on a lot of our events with compassion because what they do, it makes a huge impact. It really, really does. So I sponsor a little girl, uh, Yosemary is her name and, uh, she is eight years old and, uh, just had a great time when we went to get, finally got to meet her and love on her and her mom, and um, she was about to become a big sister. And so since we've uh, gotten home, uh, I've gotten letters from her saying that her baby brother was born. And so it's just been, it was a sweet, sweet uh, opportunity to be able to pour into a child that really didn't have a whole lot. But love the Lord, that their families love Jesus, and it's just so fun to see uh, that happen and the impact that compassion is making. So Shannon, thank you for everything that you're doing. And I, and I love one other thing I wanted to say, I love how it is a one-to-one relationship that, that the sponsorship that you have with you as Mary and that I have with Cindy and with Vicki, it's just, it, I'm their sponsor. It's not somebody else, you know, that packet isn't a bunch of other places, right. you know, but it really is a one-to-one relationship. And so writing those letters back and forth makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot about what we love about what you do. What do you love most about what you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I love so many things, but um, I think when it comes down to it, I just love that we are literally breaking the cycle of poverty for these kids around the world. Um, We are expanding the horizons of these kids. We're making sure that they get an education, making sure they have health care when they need it, making sure they don't go to bed hungry, um, and making sure that they know that they're known, loved, and protected um, in their community. Um, These things uh, work together to break the chains of poverty that are put on them. You know, poverty... Um, tells them that they're not smart, that they won't ever become anything of worth. Um, poverty would have them die of diseases and malnutrition and, and horrible things like that. And basically, the work that we do says no to those lies and releases the children from poverty um, and from the cycle of poverty um, into a life that um, is happy and healthy. And, and of course, as you guys already said, we make sure that they learn about Jesus through what we do also. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so breaking those chains of the cycle of poverty is just my favorite thing about what we do. So you can't lead without uh, making a mistake, Shannon, and uh, you can't lead without having some sort of leadership lesson, especially when you're in a Christian organization. The Lord is teaching us something every single day. So is has there been a, a really interesting leadership lesson that you've learned this year that's really marked your marked your uh journey and that you're, it's going to stick with you for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this came to mind pretty fast when, um, when I was thinking about this. So I've been with Compassion for about two years now. And um, in my previous career, I've done all range of marketing, PR, social media, basically anything that you can put a logo on or, you know, or whatever. I, I've done it. And so um, in this job in particular, I think that the biggest lesson I've learned recently is that it's more important that we all win than that I win. So this is the job that is probably the most goal-oriented I've ever had in terms of, like, actually achieving specific, measurable number results. And I think often in marketing, um, a lot of our emphasis is just put on branding and awareness and sort of those intangible things um, that are just really hard to measure. Um, and other teams at Compassion have those goals. They, they work on those types of things, but not mine. Mine is about uh, getting kids sponsored on-site at an event and doing that by creating the best relationship possible that I can with those events. And so I've really had to learn um, in the past year or so just uh, the value in letting others win just for the sake of the larger vision of our work. So oftentimes an event will come along or a different type of opportunity that just sounds so interesting and something that I would love to work on, something that I'm really passionate about. Um, but when we look at it in the grand scheme of things, it really suits better for another team at Compassion to work on it. Like maybe it's the church team that should actually run with it, or maybe it's our artist relations team that should handle it. And so I have to pass it on. Um, but also just know at the same time that they're going to do a great job with it. It's not like they're, they're going to do less of a good job. Um, but just that if we secure that, we need to handle it in the best way possible. And so it's good to let them win once in a while so that the whole team can win. And it's humbling, but, um, but you know, it's, it's a good lesson for sure. That's a great lesson. Thank you for sharing that. Shannon, and did someone mentor you along the way uh, that that poured into you and you find yourself sort of repeating uh, things that they said uh, when they were mentoring you? You know, I don't think I've ever had anyone that I would say, like, you are my mentor. You've been the one person. But I've definitely had several people along the way um, that have mentored me in various ways. A lot of my um, bosses from previous jobs have just been really inspirational to me. Um, you know, Paige Green, who's on staff with you, who's one of all of y'all's favorite people, um, was my boss in a previous life when we worked at Samaritan's First together. And she just really, um, she hired me when I was 22 and just a fresh little grasshopper right out of college mm -hmm. and trained me. And I learned so much from just watching her and being a part of, um, of her work. And then Randy Riddle is another um, a former boss of mine that works at Samaritan's First. Um, who is still remains really inspirational to me, one of the best guys I've ever known, um, just spiritually and professionally. Um, so they've, you know, they've really poured into me. And just people along the way, you know, that I watch and I mirror and I say, I want to I wanna be more like that or I want to be perceived more like that. And, you know, there's good qualities that I need to try to strive for. Those people mentor me all the time. Right. And do you have time to mentor someone else, like maybe a younger woman that's leading? I'm not 
mentoring anybody specifically right now, but I can tell you that um, I used to lead youth trips all the time, and I get emails and Facebook messages at least once a week um, from those youth or former classmates or old friends, tons of people all the time asking me basically how they can get a job like mine, especially when they see me posting pictures, you know, with adorable little kids in Uganda. Everyone's like, how can I have that job? Um, Which really is a great, it's a great perk, and it's an amazing uh, blessing to be able to travel and do things like that. Um, But so I'm forever answering questions, answering emails. I just this morning scheduled a coffee meetup with a girl next week who just wants to pick my brain, you know, about um, marketing and connecting in Nashville. So I have lots of opportunities like that. Um, And then I also volunteer with two different organizations in town that kind of offer mentoring opportunities. So I just signed up to be a big sister. I'm with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And um, they're a great organization. I haven't been matched yet, but I'm excited to make that happen. And then I also volunteer with a refugee resettlement organization in town. And I have a little family that I work with. I have two little girls. And it's real fun for me to help kind of mentor them and help them experience life in America for the first time. So so those are uh, areas that I pour into when I can. So if your boss asks you to prepare a speech on the five keys of being a great leader, and you had to sit down and think about that, and when you got up to speak, what would be the most important key that you would uh, share with people? Well, this question makes me laugh because, first of all, I would never be preparing to speak in front of people because I would be terrified to do that. But I could be preparing a speech for someone else. Yes, you can. <laughs> and no, yeah. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of obvious answers to this, like always stay humble or, you know, challenge your staff and stuff like that. Um, but one of the, the things that really sticks out to me, I learned this, and I went through a volunteer training um, several years ago for just kind of volunteer management, like learning how to work with volunteers, how to appreciate them and train them and, and get them behind the cause that they're working for. And one of the um, things that we talked about in that training that has really resonated with me over the years is to translate the cause. And so translating the cause means basically explain why to people. So if I'm a leader, if I'm leading people, I have people under me, and I'm asking them to do something, which is pretty much what bosses do, right, all the time. (laughs) You're just constantly asking people to do stuff, um, to reach goals. You know, you're challenging them. You're giving them new tasks to do. Um, Translating the cause to them is so important, and that's basically just explaining to them why you're doing something, like um, sharing the big picture with them, sharing them the greater vision, like this is the goal, this is – uh, this is the reason why we're we're trying to do this or why I'm asking you to do this. Um, and I just think that really helps people feel part of the team, feel part of the big picture, that they're not just some peon that's being told what to do all the time, which no one likes that. Right. Um, but, you know, that they just really feel like they're helping to achieve really important goals. So translating the cause is one of my favorite things that I think leaders can do. Shannon, I've got a question, and it goes back to our trip to Guatemala. Um, when we were there, um, I know all of us probably remember this moment. It was something I wrote down in my phone, and so I'm, I'm looking at it um, remembering this day. But there was a boy named Harrison that we encountered. He was 17, and he said something that was so profound to me. Um, and I want to ask you just about what y'all do. Um, I'm going to read this quote. And he he basically said, what you give us is more than a pair of shoes. You change the way we think. At first, my dreams were small, but now my dreams are so enormous, people think I'm crazy. And and I love that because I feel like that says so much about compassion. But how is it that you go from just um, helping meet physical and spiritual needs to, to really developing leaders as a part of compassion? Yeah, that's a great question. And so much of that legwork is done by our local volunteers that serve in the child development centers around the world. 
So what Harrison probably has going for him is that he has some amazing mentor at working at his church that is just there encouraging him all the time. So we have these great people, these tutors, um, these staff workers that work at our child development centers. Um, and, you know, we have a program that every center has to do. You know, I mean, that's pretty typical. That's how they achieve their goals. You have to make sure the children are in school. You have to make sure that they have health care and make sure they get a meal and make sure that they have a birth certificate and they celebrate their birthdays. Um, but beyond that, you know, we want our children to know, um, like I said earlier, kind of three things, that you are known, you're loved, and you're protected. And that is just a deeper relationship. You know, that comes from a one-on-one -on -one relationship that those children have with the staff workers and the people who are caring for them and looking after them. So someone is probably mentoring Harrison and just talking to him and saying, man, you are, you're special. Like you are, you have a, a bright future. You are super gifted. We remember in particular how gifted Harrison was playing the drums mm -hmm. and stuff like that. He was awesome. Um, but you know, that, that's just, that just comes from pouring into someone and taking the time to do that. So that's one thing that I do love about compassion is that we have the ability to not only do the basics, but our people who work with these kids overseas are passionate about releasing them from the cycle of poverty. And like I said earlier, I mean, poverty lies to you. It tells you that you're not worth anything and you're not going to become anything. You know, you look at the cycle of poverty, which basically means generation after generation, people are stuck um, doing the same thing, that they never break out, they never go to school, they never get an education, they never make more money, they never better their families. But that's a lie. I mean, yeah. it, kids can do that easily. You know, all they need is training. They need the time. They need the resources. They need people to encourage them. And that's what our people do. And I feel like that's what Harrison has been able to experience. And it was, I think we saw the hope that he had. Like he, it's like, it wasn't just all these tools, but it was the hope that he could be more, do more. And that's what I, I love so much about the, the ministry of compassion is that it offers these kids hope and it's all grounded in the local church and in Jesus Christ and in scripture. And so it's, it's got such a great foundation. And, and I would just say too, just after talking to so many of these kids on, on the two trips I've been able to go on. If you're, if you currently sponsor a child, go home and write your child a letter today because yeah. they value those way more than we even realize. And, and to, uh, to them, you know, we're heroes. And, and I would sit there and go like, I'm, I'm not a hero. I'm just an ordinary person who's sponsoring. And sometimes I don't even think about it because it's on auto draft out of my bank. And so I'm not thinking about that money as it's going out. But as I get their letters and pictures, I'm reminded of, of the why. And I love the opportunity to be able to write back and forth. So if you're a sponsor, today would be a great day to write your title letter. That's, that is so true. It means so much to them. We saw them bring those letters out and show us that they had gotten, they kept them in their little muddy huts, you know, but they had those letters and those pictures in their hands. So it really is really important to them. Shannon, I'm going to ask you a question that, um, because we've talked a lot about the wonderful things of compassion, but what does a hard day look like for you? Because there's always a painful side of leadership. So what does a hard day look like for you? A hard day for me, um, Gosh, that's a good question. I, I think it, what it comes down to, you know, I, I am all about securing partnerships and securing relationships um, to partner with compassion. And sometimes we don't secure those partnerships, you know. We work really hard. We plan in advance. We, um, you know, we pray about it. But um, if there's just not an alignment with an event, 
you know, it just doesn't happen sometimes. Yeah. And there may be an event that I really want to partner with, that I really want it to work out. But for one reason or another, you know, it, it falls through. Or, you know, we um, get into difficult negotiations that nobody is happy with, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, that can be a hard day for me. I have to just keep reminding myself about the amazing partners I do have and um, just knowing that, you know, I think it all happens for a reason. If, if you know, it's difficult from the start, it's probably going to be difficult the whole way through in a relationship. And, um, you know, it's rare that those kind of things come up, but um, they do. And so it just makes me that much more thankful for all my amazing partners that, you know, I already have that I work with. So that can be a tough day. Yeah. Well, Shannon, if someone wants to find out about Compassion and about sponsoring a child, how would they do that? Well, I would love for everyone to visit Compassion.com slash Lifeway. Um, there you can uh, click on any link to learn more about Compassion, learn about what we do, our um, our specific way that we work to release children from poverty. Um, but then you can also search for a child to sponsor. So that's the biggest way to partner with us and to give back. Um, so you can search by gender, by country, by birthday, lots of different things to find just the right child for you. Um, and you can sponsor that child right there on Compassion.com slash Lifeway. Shannon, thanks so much for your time today. You've done great, and it's just it's so interesting to hear other people's leadership perspectives uh, in ministry or if they're in the secular world. So we're just real grateful for your time today and praying for your ministry and praying for those relationships that you're working on now and hope that they'll come. Um, they'll, all, they'll end up happening, and, and lots of great fruit would come from that. Thank you so much. It was right, fun. Shannon, thanks so much. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week when we talk to Jana Magruder. Jana is the Director of Kids Ministry at Lifeway Christian Resources. I think you'll really enjoy hearing from her and excited that she's going to spend time with us.